This is the Wiggly Choke. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back, back by somewhat popular demand. Uh, I'm here with my normal co-host Joe Staines. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks off. Yeah, uh, we have to apologise for that issue. Um, yeah, one of the pipes burst, uh, so house has been out of action, so I'm being able to record. Yeah, you know, we'll be swimming around. It's been tough, but we will soldier on, and hopefully, we'll get a good performance today. Okay, so this is going to be our the ultimate fighter fighter uh, special. We're going to talk about season twenty four. What a season! What a season! Gonna move on to a few other things as well, but we'll start with that. Start with the finale. Or... Oh yeah, Elliot versus. Oh wait, did you want to talk about Hero versus uh, Elliot first? Or yeah, let's talk about that one. Yeah, we'll touch on that now. Like the whole season of Toughest, like this time has been like incredible. I do think like the fact it's been all the champions of different leagues and things is really like organization up, up the like skill level and made because a lot of the times they come in and they're not. UFC level fighters and it really does show when they then go on into their careers into the octagon some people obviously do make it but it's few and far between whereas I think this time I think a fair few of the people in this uh, season are tough you are going to see in the UFC yeah I mean I think that was sort of uh, shown with Tim Elliott's speech at the end you know um, not the end of the show but when on the show they had that dinner and they were all talking and he yeah. actively was saying I'm you know, I didn't ever want. I didn't want to come on this show. I thought it was for young, upcoming talent. Um, I didn't want to be on it, but it was a situation I was in, and I had to do it. But I think, you, like you say, looking at this show, it's been uh, pretty. There's been some pretty tremendous fights. You know, I think they they're all when they've all because they've all got to the stage where they've got a belt. They've had a few big fights, some important fights. Well, like Elliot's been in and out of the UFC. Yeah, so I think so. mentally they're all pr- a lot stronger. Yeah, and a lot of them really showed up. I mean, who who um. For you, stood out who didn't make it towards the final. Goal. Well, I thought, um, uh, I think Kai Kara France. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed him. He was like a really good fighter, and I think he got unlucky when he was um, knocked out of uh, the competition. But um, I can't really remember actually how he, he got out of the competition. It's such a long time ago. Oh, sorry, the TV's just come on. Apologies for that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, you, um, Cara, Cara and Francis, wherever he was a pretty strong defensive player. I can't quite remember either. Muay Thai. It fight. was big fights training t- uh, Thailand, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. For me, I thought the uh, the finest hero. I thought he was he stood out, and the, the oh yeah, certainly. and the uh, the Japanese guy, uh, and the um, the Brazilian guy's Aldo's tra- training partner for Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah, I thought he was uh, pretty special. Or Rafael, if you're Henry Cejudo, I thought yeah, no, I thought he was pretty good. I think it'd be, but the one who really did stand out, actually, mainly for me, and um, this goes into the the main sort of the finale. So it was the was Brandon Moreno. I thought he, he looks particularly good, yeah. especially for. I think he was the youngest fighter on the um, show. Yeah, and well, no, he's had um, it's two fights in the UFC now. He's actually mm-hmm. ranked higher than Tim Elliott. Yep, nice start <laughs> to his UFC career. Um, no, he's um, yeah, he's shown in the like. He took, I think, the first fight in the UFC of two weeks' notice after a loss. In yeah, well, obviously the, the show comes out before. Yeah, obviously, but like, it, no, the fight he took in the UFC, his first fight was, I think, it was two weeks. Yeah, it was off really short notice. Yeah. Um, he was the only person who had gone out of the show. Yeah. So to bring him week. in, they could, there was no one else they could have bring brought in without ruining the show. So who was going to come out? To it. So 
to imitate the fight and the win well, and that short, short notice and that short notice I think it was a really big shot and it was pretty dominant as well and again I think that shows how big a difference there is between the old seasons where it's like fighters that aren't champions of their own of like their own divisions and things and then you get like Brandon Moreno knocked out on the first week into the UFC two fights under his belt two wins yeah, twelfth in the world, I think. Yeah, ranked by UFC mm. or twelfth in the UFC. Yeah, no, unbelievable. I think he he might have. A, he's only twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I think from the weekend, he's got as well, a long week, career ahead of him. He I showed think. some really good talent. Maybe not as strong as his first fight in the UFC um, at the weekend, but he looked very good. I think. I think he'll be a big character as well as his English guest Barry. He's got that massive smile. I think he'll be a he'll be a big uh, <laughs> big player to come down the, in there in that division. Wouldn't mind him fighting. You know, someone someone maybe. If he goes, starts pushing up that ranking, it could be, could be a good fight. Yeah, he might be fighting Tim Elliott at some point. Well, Tim Elliott though, the thing with Tim Elliott is he, it was amazing how he managed to cut the the weight in the in the four to, weeks. Four weeks. Row, yeah. I think he got worse as he went along, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was, that was part of it. The fact that he had to cut weight four times in that six week period, especially when it, he struggled, almost struggled to do it for the you know the final against Demetrius. Yeah, but I think he was ill as well. Um, at the final, I've right. heard something about like on antibiotics and things. So, uh, okay, because there's talk they might go up, up to bantamweight um, for his next few fights. Yeah. So. Oh no, it must be hard to cut weight because he is a big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely comes in a lot bigger. I'm pretty strong. I mean, the strength he showed against Demetrius, he almost, he almost got him out. Yeah. That first wow. round. That was, fight. Yeah, it's it's a polished job from. Um, yeah, well, he stayed calm. Well, because uh, Elliot's like style is to be a bit like ran, uh, like random, like high pressure. Like you don't really know what's coming. Like his stance is off, and it's, it's crazy unorthodox. Yeah, yeah. but then once DJ's got him on the ground, there's not really like there's only one way to fight on the ground. It's like yeah, he looked pretty bust at the um, pretty bust him Elliot after that first round. I thought yeah, we kept digging deep, kept finding that time when he had his hand on his. On his knees, you thought. I thought, what's he doing? You know, yeah. either he's showing this huge weakness, or he can't actually do anything but because he's so tired, or he's trying to lull him in, or he's some just some strange walk, you know, strange movement from Tim. It's very it's interesting watch. No, like all his uh, video lead up and things, all his like interviews and things. He was just saying that, oh look, I don't think I'm gonna win. Yeah, I and mean, but. So he's been like DJ's been on a massive run. He's got to come to an end. Why can't I be him? And yeah, exactly. he did like, and he lasted all five rounds. He's done a lot better than a lot of yeah. other top contenders. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'm slightly confused as to him coming in at 15 in the rankings when he's just gone five rounds with the champion and almost could have could have got him out there. I've it? said it before and I'll say it again. UFC rankings mean nothing. No, waste I agree. of time. Waste you, of time. You've got the winner of the Ultimate Fighter is 15 and. Brendan Moreno thinks coming at twelve, but this uh, Ultimate Fighter fights don't count. No, they don't. No, so no, no. whereas Brandon Moreno's got two wins, yeah. Well, and also it was a championship fight, so surely I should put him up. Your thoughts, so, especially with the performance, yeah. Well, again, don't mean much, no. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean that puts um, buckle. That puts DJ now nine in a row in a division where he's now he's undisputed pound for pound. Their demon is it because they're so dominant in that division. I mean, I don't see where that division goes. This shook it up a bit, but hasn't shook it up that much. I mean, we'll get on to the, the co-main and what that might happen. But for me, Demetrius Johnson is a pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. 
he's just had his biggest um, earnings. He only earned 350k. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of a lot, a lot more than a lot of other fighters. But he's the pound for pound champion in the world, yeah. and he can't draw more than three. Three three thousand, 350,000k? No, I think it's really, like, fair dues that he's, like, the best in the world. And, yeah, he's, and he deserves to be there. But it stifles a division, and it doesn't really make you want to tune in. I think... 2,000 people in the arena. Lowest pay-per-view yeah. records of the year. I think part of it Low as well... viewership the year. Part of this, the whole last season of Tough is to probably try and inject some new blood into the the weight division I'm, I'm not so sure it's, it really has unless Brendan Moreno or someone like that goes on a tear from it I think it'll be interesting when the if any of the fighters from the uh, from the Ultimate Fighter get pulled up and if some of them start coming into division oh, you might get a few shake up below and therefore maybe you get some movement someone might go on a run might make it more interesting but we'll have to see what happens there I mean yeah. it'd be pretty and I don't see much more happening in that division than what's happening. Other than possibly, based on the co main, what do you think of that? Oh, Cejudo versus Benavides. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of controversy on this one. Obviously, yeah, the point deduction for the uh, kick to the groin. Well, the two kicks to the groin. And then, I think, definitely, Benavides for me, won the second two rounds. Not, he didn't, it wasn't his greatest performance. And it was... Very tight, but I think Benavides for me took the 10 9 10 9 in the um, second and third rounds. First round, he got knocked down. Um, but I don't think, I think that's what makes <laughs> that first round he got knocked down, yeah. And so you take the point away, makes it 9 9, but no, judges scored it to, to Benavides in that round, yeah. I don't, I disagree. I thought Tahudo won that fight. I thought he was the better fighter, and I thought he landed more, looked like he landed more significant blows, looked more aggressive, looked on the front foot, and he did put him down in the first round. And Benavidez came back into the fight towards the end. It was extremely tight, at the very least. However, the judging, two gave it significantly to Benavidez, and one gave it significantly to Cejudo. Yeah. No, like I think Benavides did win the second and third round, and but the, again, I think the first round is basically the, the crux it, of the issue. How can that round where he's been knocked down go to him? Yeah, no, I, I'm not really sure what happened then. I think I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. For me, it came, that fight was getting close to a draw because of the point deduction. For me, it was the first round would have been ten nine, so Hudo, but point deduction nine nine. Second round very close, but I'd have given it to Cejudo, 10-9, and then Benavides won the third round, definitely. So, it's a draw. Yeah. However, it was, both, all the judges gave it considerably either way. Don't see how one judge can give it all three rounds, plus the minus point, to Benavides, and one give it, the you know, the completely yeah, other Yeah, game. I know what you mean. But the, the judging in the UFC, sometimes for me, makes little or no sense. I think it's some strange ones. Even... With the draw at uh, 205 with um, Woodley versus Thompson. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, for me, that was a draw. Mm. But the way some of those scores were judged, some gave like the first round to Thompson. It's just it's crazy. They got, they might have got to, in that case, they might have got to the right um, end of it, but completely crazy in terms of the way they got there. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's becoming an increasing issue, I think. It's becoming more throughout, and it's happening at the the mains and the co-mains. It's like the pretty big fights. Like that one, Madison Square Gardens. Like, biggest UFC event ever. And then you're making little mistakes like that. The judging has... It needs you... As a, fight, as oh, you a mean, fighter... Sorry, you mean the... Um when they got the score, they got yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 but the scores as well. Yeah, yeah, the scores were off, and also you think if you're a fighter, you want the scores to be right. You want to be able to rely on the judges. I know they're told, like Dana says it, he says never leave it in the hands of the judges, but you're not always going to get a knockout. You're not always going to get a submission. You don't want to put yourself like in a position where you could get knocked out because you're going for the knockout. It's you should be able to trust. The judges, yeah. that's what their job is, is to judge. Yeah, I mean, I think you just want to see consistency, don't you? Yeah. Because all the fights, you want to see consistency, and then you know what's going to be based on. I think it's too often the, ju- the judging is just, just crazy, it makes no sense, but they might get to the right decision. Yeah. Like, like a lot of times it's a split decision when I don't see how one's giving it completely, when it looks like it was a one-sided fight. But, you know, I, as long as they're getting to the right decision, but you want to see consistency. And if two, I don't understand how two can give it clearly one way mm. and one give it completely the opposite way. I mean, they say, oh, it depends what the judge is looking. Well, no, for me, there's a set of rules yeah. and they should be clear as what, what is, what is how do you win the fight? What is the significant factors in winning the fight? Not, oh, it depends what the judge is looking for, what the judge likes to see. No, it should be, this is what wins the fight. This is, this is what we don't, but we're not bothered about. You know, I, and yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's outrageous loss uh, to give it to Benavidez, but I would have given that the other one. You know. You're wrong, but yeah. Yeah, fair no, but Also, I'd just like to pick up on the styles of Cejudo and Benavidez. Yeah. Now, I think Cejudo's come a long way, and he came out, his striking was on point, and it really showed like he's been putting the hours in. <laughs> yeah, clearly he, you didn't yeah. imagine he put the hours in. Yeah, no, no, but fire. especially, specifically looking at his striking. Whereas I think Benavidez came out a little bit wild, not a bit... I think the fight had gone to his head, where Cejudo looked calm, more skilled. However, Benavides was a bit wild and a bit like not on edge, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean he's just a bit I, skittish. I, yeah, I agree. To, I agree. I think um, Benavides seemed to be reaching a lot more. Mm. Didn't, wasn't, didn't seem to quite get his distance in quite so right, and therefore everything seemed to be on the very end of his punches rather than going through through it. I thought Cejudo's striking performance was very good. Mm. I thought, you know, he put him down in the first round and that's not something you know, thought however he also couldn't get him down to the ground. Mm. Um you'd imagine Tudor would have been able to take that to the floor at some point. And he did look for it. But it was great defence from uh, Benavides to keep it up. Yeah. And that's one of the things do the judges give points for a defence takedown? Um, I, that's the thing that must be something that some of them have looked at because I, if you were to say no that is actually incredible from Benavidez he's managed to prevent the takedown therefore they must well like that I'll give him points for that but no one is that a benef- is that a good thing to see I mean it's it yeah. always the, the the strong striking performance of Tudor the more bene- better thing to be looking for I suppose it is what the judge is looking for but surely someone at some point has to say this is what we're looking for rather than very objective the whole judging I think yeah it's very subjective yeah and I don't know like there's no way around it I don't think it's, it's like it's always going to be like that yeah that's how they're always going to judge I suppose the it. answer is who won the fight not who, who outpoint boxed the yeah. other guy 
who or who grappled them down and held them down for the longest period, who won the fight, I suppose. Mm. I suppose that's yeah. the, the outcome I suppose they need to look for. And that is subjective uh, point of view, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think this will be interesting. I mean, the tough perform, the tough fight finale this year seemed almost not as built pre-written. up. Pre-written, not pre-written. I mean, that whole idea of Tim Elliott getting his opportunity, uh, and it was a great, it was a good, entertaining show. Oh, I didn't mean that like pre-written, like that Tim Elliott was going to get to that point. I mean, like the actual, the end, the the prize basically to fight for the belt. Right. Yeah. And you're not really going to get the belt. You know, you know, there's a lot of people like with the, they're going on about Matt Sarah and how he did it and stuff like that. But for me, it wasn't as good. The show as a whole didn't live up to the last few seasons we've had. I thought JJ versus Cordy was a very good exceed. And then when obviously those two fight, you've got two world class, yeah. two club uh, for the belt. It was a very good fight, and obviously as a lead up to the two hundred as well. So it was a big week. And it was very exciting. Find the fight in the end was class. And then before that, obviously, it was the McGregor season, which was very entertaining as a show, even though yeah. that you know it didn't lead up to them too fighting. But this season, just I don't know. I don't think I bought it as well as I have the last two seasons. The fights were probably better. Not sure the show was better. No, I think this the thing you're look you're you were looking for the reality, the like them messing about in the house, just like not necessarily the fights messing around the house, but no, the, the general the entertaining of the yeah. ca- of the characters. Yeah, but I think this the difference between the two seasons is these are professionals yeah that they well, do I mean it. they are professionals on the other seasons but, but they're not they not got the experience no these ones are like the, the cream of the crop they're like they live and breathe the fighting yeah in the previous seasons obviously they do as well but this is like a bit it's a different level yeah and I think the um, yeah I just don't think the, the two coaches as well lived up to the, the hype and I think there's a lateral lack of characters in that division as well, and that's what's holding it back as much as the the fact you've got a dominant champion and maybe not as much talent yeah. below. I don't think there's many characters in that division either. No. Um, I, and I think that that might be the reason. I think as a champion, Demetrius Johnson isn't the most entertaining guy in the world. No. Um, doesn't come across, you know, very entertaining in interviews. It's quite, I, I find him pretty dull. I think he's just a born and bred martial artist. He's the, probably the best in the world at what he does, but he's not got the character of that. Say, you know, that, like even the Cordia and uh, JJ season, they were they they were slightly funny. They were going barbing at each other, they were going at each other. This season, it was just the same old. Oh, you know, he's you're a role model. You're not a role model. They both tried to be nice. It was no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. And it will be said again. No one's ever said I want to be Henry Cejudo when I grow up. True. No one's ever said they want to be Joseph Benavides either. So. I did this morning. Oh yeah. Chris. Anyway, let's move on from uh, from this. Uh, talk a few about a few of the things in the UFC news. Actually, before we, we get to the to UFC touch news, touch on the main. We have talked about the main. Haven't we? No, we've not talked about the actual fight, have we? Well, we had. Okay. Well, so what have, what have well, we got to? No, say? I just like. I think we've touched on it. We've not like really gone over it enough. Okay. Now, the fight in itself, that first round, geez. Like, no one was expecting that. I was listening to another podcast this morning, and uh, one of the blokes uh, in Vegas who's the sports odds, he makes the odds, he was sat watching that, and a lot of people, I think five figures, like, have been put on um, on Elliot to win. They were watching that first round with their, like, 
feeling sick basically because it's just like is he going to get the choke yeah yeah do you, what do you think about the last the four rounds after that just clearly that round went to Elliot but yeah I think afterwards DJ managed to he managed to take him down and I think the the fight from Elliot maybe came went down a little bit first he was like an animal came out and he really went for it almost got it maybe burnt his arms a little bit doing the choke but he still obviously kept going he, but he did look a little bit but from that point on after he'd weathered that storm he overpowered him out techniqued him um, and just kept smothered him didn't he yeah. didn't turn into the most fall in the fight so just like there's there some really good bits and moments where it was very exciting was they going to get it etc but didn't turn into that fall. It a was a class given by DJ. Basically. Yeah, it was a. Um, he got the job done. Did what yeah. he had to do. No, no reason why that division is maybe not necessarily. If DJ can't get you out there in the first round by because he's clearly better than you, you're gonna knee you to death, elbow you to death, knock you out, and all smother you to death. And yeah, because he can, he can do which what he is wants. boring to watch. But he has that. He has such the ability that he can do pretty much dominate fights in whatever man he wants. However, I think because of the unorthodox nature of Tim Elliott, it's much harder to do that, get the timing right. So that was the safest route to victory, sort of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, which you can't blame him for taking. No. He's not, I mean, he's not out there to... Well, well, he's there this would have been his biggest loss, wouldn't a spectacular fight, but he's not... He's not. He's there to get his um, 10 wins. Yeah, to, yeah, to start equaling them those records. Like, well, like Anderson Silva's got the 10 record, yeah. Yeah, he's not in there to get a spectacular knockout. He doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's one of those, like I said, he... He could have. It, Tim Elliott was would have been the biggest loss as well. Yeah. That's the most embarrassing loss to, to Tim Elliott to come in and take. You know, if you lose to Henry Cejudo, who's, who was or no Joseph Benavidez, who's second ranked fighter in the world, it's not as it's not as embarrassing as losing this guy who's come off the reality, come off the reality show and lost it, like mm. like when um, Matt Sarah knocked GSP versus yeah. in one round or something. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was a tough. He basically did what he had to do. Some it's similar to one when Cormier fought Anderson. At 200, he did yeah. what he had to do to not get the loss. Might be boring, but it works. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you've got to, I suppose for them, it's just get that win, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Happy with that one? Yep. You said enough? Yep. Yeah. Right, before we go, enough. we'll go on to a bit of news in a minute, but we've got our regular feature. It's my turn to... So what this is, is I'm going to name a few facts about a UFC legend, and on this turn, Joe's got to guess who the information is regarding. What were we calling this again? It was our uh, legendary UFC fighter guest game. Something like that, yeah. If you have any suggestions that are easier to pronounce and... Roll off the tongue. That's the one, yep. Send them in. Okay. The first one I'll go with was... Oh, okay. First of all, he's got... this In his family, he's one of three sons. All have the same name. Okay. Okay. He was born December 13, 1978, which means he'll be 38 next week. And I'll give you a little bit more. He's a fifth degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, dear. Um, so, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, no idea. The name one's obviously quite a confusing one. I imagine that you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't necessarily know that. And um, he's obviously an older guy, hmm. so that's what you have to yeah. take from that, I suppose. 
Now have a little think about that. And, All right. Uh, so let's move on to a bit of bit of news. Um, so what do you think about the news of the Fighters Association? Uh, was it was coming at some point? There's three of them now, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but this one's actually got. How, is it five current fighters? Yeah, I believe it's Kane Velasquez, TJ Dillashaw, Cowboy Cerrone, Tim Kennedy, and GSP. And it's also got the backing of that Bjorn Redney from uh, former Bellator promoter. Yeah. yeah, and that's caused a bit of a controversy with uh, Dana White calling him um, a snake or whatever he's called him. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously like. It seems a bit underhanded the way this has gone about because this um, Cerrone is known for being mates with Dana, and uh, from the reports I've heard, he's not even given Dana a call. That's about what the whole uh, thing. Dana White. There's all, all the reports have come from the interview which Dana White did on the UFC podcast, the official UFC podcast, unfiltered. He did a, an interview on there, and it, like you said, he mm. seemed a bit. Uh, he, he also said on that show where. A few years back, uh, Cowboy got into trouble on a boat, and he needed a lawyer. He got into some criminal da- criminal issues, and he needed a lawyer. And Dana White went, put a hundred grand out of his back pocket, got him a crim- criminal lawyer, and helped him out. Mm. And now in this fighters association, in this formation of Cowboy, I'm going to be the front runner. I'll fight for free, but I'm going to be the front runner of a fighters association. He's which I've said before on the podcast, and I'm not sure about that. But he he. Uh, he didn't even give Dana White the courtesy of a phone call to say what he was going no. to do. And I think Dana White seemed to feel a bit betrayed from that sort of... Well, yeah, it's all, it does seem just a bit underhanded the way it's gone about. And again, with that... What's his name? Sorry, the bloke from Bellator. Bjorn Redney. Yeah, but like him being involved, it's a bit... It makes it all the more seedy. It makes it seem like someone's trying to get something out of this. There's, yeah, there might be like... It sounds to me like there, there could be... A coup coming or something where all the fighters go on strike. Yeah, I don't know if that will happen, but when you've got people who've had bad relationships with the UFC, UFC before becoming involved in some sort of organisation, yeah. that could ultimately take a bit of power from the UFC. Yeah. Got to maybe question each other's mo- their motives, but I mean, Tim Kennedy did say that Yawn was only an advisor to the board and he wasn't actually part of it, and I think maybe that's them trying to go. Well, we need this guy to do it, but. We don't want to be fully associated because I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm fighter two or six. And I need a job. Yeah, I can't fight hard Nazis for the rest of my life. I do need to fight every now and then. No, it's just um, whether or not I achieve anything as well is. Um... Yeah, I mean we've discussed the, the sort of the ramifications and the need potentially, or the whether they need or whether they should have a, so, a association in this case, but a, a union to extend. Yeah, whether they need them before, so we don't need to. Overregged, but this is a bit of an interesting turn when they're you're getting a few different characters in, and now when you've got you know Kane Velasquez involved, Cowboy Cerrone involved, TJ Dillashaw involved, you're talking pretty yeah big pretty names. names. Yeah, I mean GSP is that that he seems to be in the news without obviously fighting for a long time now. So yeah, yeah, I think that's he's, a different. One. I think he might be due a comeback. He's, he is he's rolling the snowball down the hill. It's going to be a big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what... Because he's obviously getting involved with this, and a lot of it comes down to wanting more money, so... It's hard to know without actually knowing the figures, but they probably will end up... Something like this will probably end up giving a bit more leeway to the fighters. I think 
But anyway, other news, quick one. Uh, Shevchenko, uh, Valentina Shevchenko has been announced to fight Juliana Pena next year. That will be a big fight. That yep. should potentially be a... I reckon the winner of that will end up fighting the winner of Rousey... Um, Rousey Nunes, yep, possibly. Nunes, it? Yep. Looks like a almost a t- uh, sort of a contender shot off. But also, it depends how that fight goes. If it's close, it might even go. Yeah. You, know, you never know. But that'll be a very exciting fight. Good, big fan of Shevchenko. Good matchup. Yeah, yeah like the, uh, the striking she comes with. The other interesting one is the new. The, again, it came from the interview Dana White did on the um, on the official podcast about the cy- about apparently Cyborg turned down two fights. Uh, so, yeah. So okay, you didn't. I'll go for a bit. So, they offered a cyborg to fight for a uh, bantamweight belt, no featherweight belt, belt, one hundred and forty-five pounds in UFC. So they were going to create a new division, and they were going to have her fight for the title. All right. They gave her eight week notice, and she said she couldn't make the weight. They then gave her ten week notice, another fight, or something like ten weeks, and she said I won't be able to make the weight. So then, can't flush the system. In the yeah, some might think. In the um, not me, I don't think that. In the uh, again, in that interview, Dana White was suggesting, well, she can't make it in this period. Then there's, she's probably not. That's probably not even a way either if she can't make it. And in her response, she came. She said, um, the reason I did it was because I almost died during my last weight cut. I was in a bathtub cutting weight, and I thought I was going to die. And my nutritionist at the time is no longer working with me. I need to get my body back healthy before I can start to consider fighting again. Uh, well, she does cut a lot of weight. She cuts a lot of weight. And she said she also claimed at the end of it that she'd been fighting depression as well. So there's a lot of, lot of lots being said. Then, and then post that, Dana White said they're going to go ahead with a women's featherweight division regardless of whether Cyborg's involved or not. Oh, that's really good though for the UFC. I think I think introducing another women's division is. It's a big. Step I don't know up if it's thing. that much. Well, cause I don't really know much. Uh, many featherweight female divisions. No, I imagine. I mean, I I don't know much about the Invictus and stuff like that. So I don't know the the standard of the fighters over there. But they're going to have to find these heavier women for something. Maybe it's something like Holly Holm stepping up into that weight class. Yeah. Maybe a few of the fighters from. It's the bantamweight might go up to featherweight. Uncharted territory, really, from yeah, I mean, like people, women in the UFC, because it's not a thing that's even considered. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a bit of bigger, you know, the bigger. They thought they were going to go atom atom weight and go one one lower, but they seem to have decided. Yeah. And it seems I think it looks like they were going to do that so they could give Cyborg a belt. So yeah, yeah for Cyborg, and they can well, keep she's promoting a, her as a big name headlining. She's Brazilian a big card. call for the. UFC. So. Yeah, so I think they wanted to get behind her, but now they can't. Now I think they may think, oh, we need, we can't have done it just for her, so maybe we've backed ourselves into the corner and now yeah, have to create a division. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon Cyborg will end up fighting in it? or? Yeah, I think she said she will come back once she's got a body. Once she's back once in the Once she right. says she's he- healthy, yeah. And I, I mean, she's just a, she's probably the most dominant woman on the planet. She's probably, probably the most dangerous, baddest girl on the planet. And that's probably a fact. Pound for pound better than DJ. she probably beat up DJ. <laughs> but I'm not sure about that. But she, uh, she, um, I'm not sure she's pound for pound fight. I think she's just a bigger fighter and she comes in heavy when she fights. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure if she's technically a better fighter, and that's why I think you wouldn't. Oh, when you look against Rousey, I wouldn't say she was a better fighter than Rousey. So she's a bigger, powerful striker than Rousey. And Rousey obviously got, got put down by home, but before that, she was taking out plenty of good strikers. So yeah, you never know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Rice Brown when Rousey comes back. Since the videos are lately, she's looking in very good form. I think we might be seeing the Bill Rousey come back as well. That would be yeah. great to see. But uh, we'll yeah. get on to that next week. Um, yeah, I mean the other other news. Last bit of news before we move on to two hundred six. We've got um, is uh, the fact that. Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes have been released from the UFC. Uh, this all comes from the new ownership structure and looking to cut costs. Yes, yeah, shame to see them go. Really, it's, um, I don't know what they'll do. I doubt they'll be like stuck for work because I think they'll probably be picked up by another network to do UFC-related stuff anyway. So it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting. It's a change, a big change in the organization and the way that they're going about things. I think. Um, you know, they're obviously maybe not as much Mark Hughes, Matt Hughes. He was obviously very good, for, but Chuck Liddell was the UFC. He was up there. He was such. He was a big name as Anderson Silva. He was a huge person in creating the brand, creating and making it into the martial arts a recognised sport. Dana White, and you don't know how much you can believe him say, but he said whilst he was making the decisions, they were always going to have a job. Chuck Liddell would have always had a job while he was making the decisions. Now this new organisation's come in, uh, even though Dana White said he was fighting for all the sale to keep everyone employed, it's not really happened. A lot of people have lost their jobs. They've you know, been replaced by new guys. So, and then now Chuck Liddell's lost his job. It's a yeah. big statement. I mean, is that the way the UFC want to be going? It's, I, don't think the, I don't think the UFC needs change in order to grow. I think it's growing at like an exponential rate where it was before the, the sale as well. It's, um, I'm not too sure changes are the way to go. I know they've got that big four billion pound, uh, four billion dollar debt to clear, but yes, yeah, I don't think it's four it's, billion pounds alone. But it was financing in various yeah, ways. But it's, they've got to pay. They make that back. They want to see a return. Yeah, but I don't know if it's changing the UFC no. is not the. I don't. I agree. I don't think it's selling out. I think is what what we could see happen. I'm not sure they're selling out. I think. Um, that's not what I. They're looking to cut costs in an entertainment business, a business yeah. which is about showbiz, about promotion, about it's hype. about the stars of the show. Chuck yeah. Liddell, Chuck Liddell being able to wield a legend of a sport and someone as charismatic and entertaining and quality as Chuck Liddell. Why you? Yeah. They're the people you should be building the company on, not cutting them around and bringing in. Nobody to you know do those sort of roles. It is about history. It is about that's how you promote the sport. Yeah. You give the sport a bit of history, and you know so people can reminisce of the great old fighters or get interested in the great old fighters. Adds something else. It adds history and you know if, you, if you're doing a sport for the first time, it means nothing. No. If you're the fifteenth champion, it means something. There's fifteen champions before you to look back in their greatness. It makes your life great, and you've got to celebrate this part of the sport. And it's like with their their talk that they might take um, the uh, they might take the uh, the commentary because they look at maybe put the, the yeah, production um, production element and move it to an outside source. So they might use Fox might take over production. Part of that might mean they get rid of Rogan as the commentary. And is it it's gold? Is it Goldstein the other? Yeah, Goldstein. Yeah. But it's that's like sort of the style the UFC 
that's UFC commentary. Yep. Stuff like where they're shouting, like, look at that. Well, Not look at that. That's it's like a bad, bad <laughs> example. But, like, the, the excitement. Yeah, the drama. Yeah. yeah. It's like it'll be... I don't know if that will happen because I, I think that would be a... It wouldn't be a good move. It would certainly, like, put people off. I can't see how the UFC without Joe Rogan is better. No. I, I think... I'd, it's not necessarily just Joe Rogan. Like all the commentators are very enthusiastic. If you strip that away and make it all about all technical and well, that's just not true because Joe Rogan then most of the commentary is quite technical. But if you take that away and make it a bit more dry, dry. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, if it's all a bit dry, is that really what? No, I mean you want to tune in. Surely the job of commentary is they they described it as the hype master. Yeah. of commentary you know whatever that means but the hype master commentary surely that's buzzing. what you want gets you it gets the crowd into it it brings the audience it makes them understand what they're seeing isn't dull it's not boring it's exciting as soon as Joe Rogan goes oh my god he's got him it's, he's out he's out cold it's the best you know you, you, it goes through your mind you think it's great it's, if someone goes oh he's knocked him out there oh, good choke he's into the guillotine choke and he sunk it in and he's tapping yeah, I mean, I, I have our new champion. Yeah, I don't know how. We can't know how much truth there is in that because obviously it's maybe just a room that's spun out of the new television deal they're looking to do. Mm. But to get rid of Joe Rogan, who's possibly one of the best commentators in sport, it's not. I don't see how it works. No. I mean, I, that would be a bad day for uh, the UFC. I think. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's have let's have a word from our sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about UFC 206. Every UFC fan loves to see a knockout. How about knocking out a wall in your home? If you require structural calculations, look no further than Beam Designs, your online structural engineering solution. Beam Designs can provide structural solutions for most domestic alterations. So get in touch today at beamdesigns.co.uk. That's beam-designs.co.uk, where one of their experienced staff can help. That's beam-designs.co.uk. This is the Wiggly Choke! Welcome back. Thanks for the sponsors there. I think we've got another clue for the uh, yep. legendary fighter of UFC guessing game. Yep. Name. Here we go. Well, what should I, what's I go with you? So, his record is 16, 10, and 2. So that's 28 fights, I think. And um, he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame uh, in 2015, just in the build-up to UFC... 187, and his nickname, big one this one, no, and his, I'll give it, maybe that'll be the last one, because I'll put it, and his, and his mother is of Korean descent. I, so he had 28 fights, Hall of Fame in 2015, mother's Korean, no, I, no, I know, oh, go on. No, I don't know. I have a name. I like. I'm aware of who it could be, but like no name. I can't even picture them. 
I know, I know that. You're making no sense. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, let's move on to talking about UFC 206. Where would you like to start with that? Well, uh, should we start at the bottom of the card? Yeah, or well, let's not do oh, the whole no. card. Uh, no, sorry. Let's start with top, maybe the top four. Uh, Kennedy versus Fatty Boy Gustafson. What do you reckon? Well, I'm thinking here. Uh, I'm going to say for for the win, I'm thinking uh, probably Kennedy. You reckon Kennedy? Yeah, it's mm. going to be a tough one because Kennedy's coming off a fairly long layoff. Last fight was the fight against Romero, yeah. the infamous fight where he, the whole the um, the uh, the, uh, the Vaseline on the eye. Oh god, yeah. And obviously since then he's been doing nothing but hunt Nazis and been in shit. Uh, oh yeah, you mentioned zombie the films. shows the other week. Didn't you? Yeah, so it, it will be interesting to see if he's. He's a hard man. He's a former special. Yeah, person, yeah. so he'll be he's not like coming in like just like straight from filming. He's going to be a, being in a camp, and he's going to he's a professional fighter as well. Yeah, he's a good fighter as well. I mean, and then he's off against Guslam, big old pie This interest because he's at middleweight, obviously, because he. Because he's no, not no longer allowed to fight at any lower weights. Yeah, he didn't make. He didn't didn't even bother turning up to get weighed for his weight fight against Cowboy. So, be an interesting fight. I think. I think Gus uh, Kennedy will try and take it down. Um, Guslam's a good brawler, good good hands. He'll look to defend, take down it, but I think Kennedy will probably look to put him on the floor. I think. I think he will take him to the floor as well. Yeah, I think it might come down to speed, and if Kennedy's still got that that speed, I think he might have the advantage there. But then Guslam's got very heavy hands, and if he's coming in even heavier, not having the the need to cut so much weight. He might feel a bit fresher, might might help him out actually. So yeah. it's always interesting when you look at a fighter going at a new weight because there is a fa- as a big factor. You know, whether you're now longer not cutting weight, like with with how the success Cowboys having at a welterweight, he seems to be done in the world of good. Yeah. I mean he's obviously gone down a bit so he's fighting maybe not as talented fighters, but he's looked very good and very sharp and maybe the same might have to Gustin. Got the young young he was embarrassed at two hundred five. Maybe that's given him the kick up the arse he needs to come out, but against a very good fighter. So yeah, it's a tough one. I know. I do think with the weight cut and things, it's not good for the fighters. No, Rogan I think hated you them. told me the other day that it was like only seventy percent of your brain comes back online or something. It takes. I think it's seventy-two hours. I think it's something like it takes seventy-two hours for your brain to be fully hydrated exactly. after a severe not- weight cut. Yeah, that's like serious. Like, well, I think the real, the, the if biggest it's affecting risk, your brain. It's like a big, big issue. The biggest risk, I think, is um, uh, that the, you can't defend yourself. It's more open yeah. to being damaged. I think I heard it the other day when that John Jones interview with Rogan. They said once it's turned to jelly, it's jelly. You know, yeah. Once no your brain's turned to mush, it's mush. But I think that's more of a yeah, it's a very big safety issue. But it just shows you show the. The dangers of the cut weight cut. I know Rogan very adamant that it's dangerous and it shouldn't be happening. Fights should be fine at their own weight. Makes better fights, makes them better. So yeah, because could that affect Gustum in this fight? Could he come out looking like a new athlete? Yeah, well, I, I do think it could like, have a major effect because he's going to come out. He's not going to have to have cut weight at all. I don't think. Probably not. Know. Not too much. No, but I mean, it depends also the way he's yeah, gone into been, this. Like, Piling on weight to make the top bracket. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. It's a good fight, though. It'd be interesting. It's good to see Kim, Tim Kennedy fight because obviously we wanted to see him 
fire it into 205, but he dropped out because of Rashad Evans. And then obviously Rashad Evans had to pull out this one. Mm, don't know what's going on there. People saying it's brain damage. Or to, yeah, it's not. Maybe that's because he didn't wake up properly. I never <laughs> know. But, uh, be interested. It's a good to see Tim, Tim Kennedy fight come back anyway. Always good to laugh at brain damage, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Next fight. Next fight. We look at uh, Cub Swanson versus Doho Choi. Hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, uh, this is quite an exciting fight, actually, as well. Um, where do you think their styles match up? Well, I think well both like uh, Cub's quite well-rounded fighter, um, and he does like to stand and just like trade. As does. Uh, do I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Do Hoi Choi, I think. Do the, the Korean Superboy. The guy I'll call him the Korean Superboy. Uh, he also likes to like trade blows. And I think we'd probably see a knockout. Yeah, I, I think this would be an interesting one. Um, I think. Tale of who's got the strongest chin, basically. Potentially, yeah. I mean, with the Korean Superboy, he does. Every time it gets. He's got a hell of a knockout, a lot of knockouts. Something like 13 wins in a row. Of which, virtually all of them have come by TKO. I mean, a lot of them not necessarily been in the stats. Not necessarily been in the UFC, been at low lower organisations. But he has had last three fights in the UFC. So his first three in the UFC have been knockout blows, and his style is very jerky. Very, it keeps lots of feints, lots of fight, and then suddenly every time he knocks someone out, it seems that the opponent looks surprised. Mm. It's a big overhand right he comes with. But he seems to catch him off guard every time. Yeah, he's um, obviously doing something. Yeah, he's, I th- to just draw the attention away from the right. So yeah, I mean, I think this could be one of those. It's a fight where it could be a stepping stone. I think Cobb Swanson is a old pro, been around for a long time, and he's he he only loses to the best. Yeah, you look at his wins. Um, he's been a lot of fighters, but a lot of his losses have come to to Aldo. Come to Edgar. They've come. Uh, let me have a look. You just let me reel off the names. That uh, oh my god, I haven't got it up here. But yeah, no, he's he's lost to only lost the big names. He's yeah, big Edgar. No, I think I know what you he's mean. He's got wins like... against Stevens, for example. But he's lost to Aldo. He's lost to Edgar. He's lost the the big yeah, names in that division. So to, if you want to be a big name division. in that division, you've got to go through him. He's a gatekeeper of the division. He's a gatekeeper of the division. So this is an interesting fight. So. They're either going to build Swanson back up again, maybe get him another big fight, or because he's coming, he's coming off a couple of wins as well, or thirteen in a row. Dohe Choi beats Cub Swanson. He's in that division in, in for the uh, the title. Yeah, and you know they definitely want a Korean superstar, and that and that'd be a big thing for the UFC. Yeah, he well could be it. Yeah, he's a good, you know, especially when you're knocking men out left, right, and center. Well, there is going to be a knockout in those three rounds. I'd I'd go for a finish in that. I mean, it'd be, but who are you thinking? I'd I'd. Personally, I think uh, Korean Superboy. Yeah. Superboy. Yeah. Yeah. Super the Korean Superboy. Yeah. No, he um, he comes in as strong favorite in that fight. Uh, I, I'd call him and I'd give him. I reckon he'll come out as a knockout, but it's a tough one to call because we haven't seen him against someone of the level of Cub Swanson yet. So, but it's a nice fight. It's a very yeah. It's a nice fight. Shape up to be quite a nice card, really. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that uh, Rumble Cormier wasn't on this card. Yeah, um, that would have been yes. a really good watch. But I'd rather watch Cormier fight at full, full health. Yeah, especially. I want to see. I don't want to see him fighting like half, half ass because I, I want to see him like 
Yeah, I mean, it's the second time in... Win, I like him. Second time in two fights, doesn't it? So yeah. he was fit for 200, where obviously Jones didn't pull out, but then the fight before that, which was the one where Jones ended up fighting OSP, Cormier pulled out of that as well. Yeah. So it's the second title defence, which he's not been able to defend the belt because of injury. Well, he's never going to fight Jones injured. That's just no. fact. No, not even like a little broken toe, he's not going to do it. I think you're more likely to pull out injured if you're the champion than if you're the challenger. Yeah. Well, you're rightly so. As Definitely. Well, They've got so much to lose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, an, it's annoying. But, and, but then we'll, we'll come back to Cowboy versus Matt Brown. But if we talk, because they've lost the, the main event on uh, 206, they've promoted Holloway Pettis, which was going to be an amazing co-main. And now that it's five rounds, it could be even... It could be even better. So it's, uh, that's probably my, almost the most exciting fight on that card anyway. Yeah. And now it's better because it's five rounds. But they've done it to build up, make it a titled in you know, a title match to make the promotion sell. Yeah. How do you think they've gone about that? What do you think about that? The way they've done that? It's been a good. I think it will be a good move for the card because they're coming off the back of two hundred five, biggest event of UFC's history, and they want to keep the momentum going. And obviously, like with losing the Cormier um, Evans fight, Rumble, uh, Rumble. Sorry, uh, I'm confused. One was in Evans has pulled out as well. Rashad pulled out. Yeah, no, the, the Kennedy fight, but yeah, no. Okay, Rumble's yeah, no. Out. Sorry, yeah. Pat. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Cormier Rumble fight's gone. Now he, as substitutes go, I think they've made the right choice here. Rather than putting in another fight, bumping this one up the card. Yeah, I mean, I think they would struggle to get anything. Big enough to yeah. be main event on such short notice, but what I mean is about the the belt. So they could have just promoted this up to a main event, and then the winner fight Aldo for the main, for the main belt. Yeah. But they've decided to give, make this an interim belt belt fight, and then give Aldo the full belt. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So but Aldo's now officially the champion. McGregor's been withdrawn from the rankings. Yeah. And they've just given it to Aldo without him actually fighting for it, and they've given this. They made this an interim belt, which what you know, what does that really mean, interim belt? Especially if the belt's now live, as just well. to make this event a bit better, just yeah. to make it a belt fight, a title fight. It's this. I'm not sure. I don't. That, the thing is, the fight's going to be great. I, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it now. But I'm. <laughs> this fight's going to be so good. Don't think they needed to do it. But they needed to. It's just for show. It's just for the name of title belt. Yeah. So someone can hold the belt at the end. It's. It seems a bit showy and a bit unnecessary. In my opinion. I don't. I don't really like the way they've dealt with. But then it was always going to be a messy split. Well, so this interim belt, right? Yeah. They win the interim belt, and then they'll get the chance to fight Aldo next year for the actual for belt. the actual belt. So Aldo is now. So you the haven't champion. really won a belt. No, you haven't. Yeah, you've won. A you've won an actual physical belt, but you've not won. You're not the champion, no. You won number one contender, and they give you a belt for it. Yeah, and Aldo having won, not being the champion is now the champion. Yeah, you know they. In my opinion, they should have the de- if they make this number one contender, not interim belt sort of thing, and then not made Aldo the champion. Then you've got Aldo versus the winner of this for the, for the actual belt. That makes more sense. Giving Aldo just giving it to him, don't like that. So you've no. got you've got a champion who's not lost the by. And a cha- you've got a champion who's not lost the belt but had it stripped off of him and now a champion who's not won the belt but been given to him. Yeah. It, I, it don't like it. But it was always going to be a messy split that. Yeah, but I just, it's, um, I don't really know how else they'd do it. 
unless like they do, like you've said, but I think Aldo deserves the belt. I'm not sure he, has, he hasn't won it. Yeah, but he's only lost to McGregor. Yeah, 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 but lots of people only lost to McGregor. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be... Um, it's a very tricky it's one. It's a tricky one. It was always going to be messy. But the actual fight, Holloway versus yeah. Pettis, oh, that's going to be such a good fight. No, the only danger is one of them's going to get going to get spacked and that's it. Yeah. One of them's going to take a big hit and it's going to be a quick fight. Yeah. However, you want to see them go. They've both got great... Pettis maybe not so much, but they've both got great jaws. You want mm. to see them and swing. Like Holloway did in the end of his last fight, point at the ground, bang, bang, get Fire. up. You want to see that yeah. go. Both got incredible striking. Great for the crowd, obviously. And it's, um... Yeah, I think it'd be interesting... I think Pettis might, whilst Pettis is a great striker and that's his probably strongest point, maybe his ground game's slightly better than um, Holloway. Yeah. So I could see potentially Pettis looking to take it down and go for a submission. And he's got the time to do it. He's got five rounds to do it. I think that might be his, even though it's not his, he's a well-rounded fighter, striking's his strength. I think that he might say I've got a better advantage than... Better ground game than Holloway. Than Holloway yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think we're, it's going to stay on their feet and I think I've got a funny feeling Holloway might just uh, do some serious damage and just knock him clean out. Yeah, I mean, I think it, if, if Pettis has, has got any sense, he'll try and take it down, but I don't think Holloway won't want it to go down, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because also Pettis is coming. Last fight was his first at the featherweight, so yeah. he's come down. And now, so that was against uh, Charles Olivier, Cowboy Olivier. And he did very well in that fight. He looked very good at the weight. Be interesting how he does it against someone who's gone nine in a row. Yeah. The guy, the only guy he's lost to really is where he hasn't fought. The only people he hasn't fought that Aldo and Edgar. He lost to McGregor, but you know he said he's gone nine in a row. He's, he's only a kid as well. He's still yeah. pretty young. It's uh, nice. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like the five rounds is more. Well, it has to be five rounds, just the main event. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going to need the five rounds. You reckon? It's going to be over in two. You reckon? Well, Maybe early third. But I can see it finishing in in two. Possibly. I think it depends on their mental approach. Both oh, of them. yes. Yeah, if one of them thinks, fight, I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and take this a bit longer. Like I said, Pettis tries to play mental tactics. Quite experienced, obviously, a former champion in the lightweight division. Holloway's pretty, he's still young, pretty green. How he, how, out, yeah. how he deals with the situation as well. If he thinks I'm just going to go bang my way there like he's got to this situation, it might it might not work against someone's experience to call it as Pettis. So it's, that's my thinking anyway, and I, I'm going to call Pettis in this fight. Pettis isn't favourite, but I'm calling Pettis to win that somehow or other. Yeah, no, I disagree with you. I think Holloway's um, going to knock him out. And it's going to be a... It's a tough call, I think. Yeah. You, know, you could be right, you could well be right. Holloway's quality, coin, really, big fan of Holloway, I love his approach to it, I love his way he attacks the game. But right, uh, I played devil's advocate and disagree with you. But Yeah, yeah, but I, I think I'm going to go with a bit of experience, I'm going to go with Pettis possibly to take it to the ground as well, maybe maybe get that submission, which is a big, big call I know, but I think that's what I'll yeah. go with. No, I can't wait to watch it. That'll be close. And the one below that, obviously we skip past, yeah. but uh, Cowboy versus Matt Brown, what do you think of that? Well, it's good to see that Cowboy's being put on this card because obviously um, he lost, lost, missed out on his chance to fight at 205, sorry, um, against um, Gaston. Buddy boy, yeah. Who's also on the same card. Be interesting to see what they were like backstage, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they, I doubt they will interact at all. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, no, that'll be um, this is going to be a good fight because I think um, I think Cowboy's going to win. Um, and I don't really have much more to say on it. I think <laughs> I it's think going to be a good fight, and yeah. I know that it's just going to. I can't see it going to the ground. That's no, stand-up so. affair. Yeah, I'd say if maybe maybe Cowboy might have slight advantage there. Matt Brown's he's an animal. He's, it's hard. He's good all over the place, but I don't think he's quite as good as Cowboy everywhere. But also, Matt Brown's on a bit of a bit of a bad run. Cowboys tear. Cowboys won three in a row in this division. Yeah, right. Matt Brown's I think he's lost his last two. One of them was to Jake Ellenberg. It was just, it was just a big hit. I think we put him down. I think Cowboy wins that fight. I think he wins it quite early. I think he does quite yeah. well in that fight. I think we could see a card here that gets through, goes through pretty quick. Yeah, it's not. Um, I can't see any of these um, not being finished before the final bell. The, uh, I mean, it just depends on the approach. Some of the approach. I think Pettis might drag that one to five. Well, think, yeah, but we'll see, that, that's just we're very different in that. You know what we think there, but and I maybe overregging Pettis. Pettis looked like he was on the way out. In the um, when he was in the featherweight, uh, the lightweight division, looking like he was on a downward curve. He's one fight in the featherweight division against Cowboy yeah. Oliveira doesn't make you a killer, does it? No. But I just think the way he looked in that, he looked strong. That that might be the right cut for him. And I think he just, I think Holloway's still very young. But it's I a, think it's a bit cool. It's a lot Holloway of lots of some bucks in that. But I, that's the way I think yeah. I see it. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, I can't wait. This is Saturday night, isn't it? This Saturday night, yeah, yeah, and it'd be uh, right. Let's uh, let's. I think we've talked about that. We'll work. Oh, and one. Uh, do we do our bets first? All right. Yeah, we'll do other little feature. Um, Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, please bet responsibly. Uh, so yeah, where do you see any? Do you see any value in that? In the do you see any value this weekend? Uh, it's not huge returns. It's obviously nice. I could probably make about forty quid off it. So, um, I've gone for what, like what I've said. I've gone for Holloway to win outright. Again, I didn't pick a round because uh, the app's not very good for picking rounds. Yeah, no, they don't necessarily have all the done. markets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got Cowboy uh, to win again. Uh, I got the Korean Superboy, and I got uh, Tim uh, Kennedy as well. Uh, put on a tenner, nice return of forty-seven, seventy. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. In a game of upsets, you never can tell, and that's why I've gone for the upset in the main event. I think Pettis is gonna possibly get uh, Holloway out of there. I think, like I said, like we've just said, experience might seem through. It comes a lot of strength in that division. I'm gonna go with him just to win outright in a double, which comes in at 13 to weight. It's a positive odds in a match that could go away like that. And I think Cowboy's going to get Matt Brown out of there early, Matt, which comes in at nine to fours over two to one to for a knockout. I think that's again pretty good value, and therefore seven to seventy five point three, uh, which from a tenner uh, gives you uh, gives you one hundred forty five pound. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, touch screen doesn't work. Uh, God, we're nearly there. Ten pounds. And that double gives you 85 quid. 85 quid off a double is nice returns. I like that bet. That's my bet. And it's the two main events. So when we get up at uh, 3.30 in the morning, I only have to bother to get up for them. I don't have to watch the others like it. But that's my bet. I think easy money. I like that. I do like that bet. I think it's quite nice. 
Uh, right, so let's, before we go, we're going to do round it up with the guest challenge. Who is it? Okay, these are, I'm going to, we'll give you some easy ones now. So the th I told you the three brothers. 38, fifth down black belt in Jiu Jitsu, Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. His mother's Korean. And he's in the UFC Hall of Fame. And his brothers all have the same name. All have the same name, okay. And they're, 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 um, in their name is JD, okay, and there's three of them, which led to the nickname, because he's the youngest, Baby J, oh. and he has held both the lightweight and the welterweight belts. No, it's, uh, it's BJ Penn, isn't it? It's BJ Penn, who has said this week he's looking to go into the featherweight division and try and win the belt there, which, good luck to a man <laughs> at 38, to curl that weight and go down at that age. Um, he's a legend, he can do it. Potentially, he's killing his legacy. And himself. Yeah, and himself, yeah. He's already lost to Frankie Edgar three times, and <laughs> Frankie Edgar can't win that belt. So, again, good luck to him. Yep. Uh, but I'd like to see him fight again if he doesn't die and he comes good. He's, I know he's training with the the, Jacks, the Jackson's um, Academy. Uh, oh, right, yeah. And they're pretty good, pretty good organisation. So, I don't think they would have attached their name to him unless... Unless they, Unless they had some somebody. faith in him, so yeah, good luck to him. Great, it'll be great to see him fight. I know he pulled out the last one, but that's probably because he's looking to come back right. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see him fight. Okay, right. I think we're almost there now, Joe, aren't we? We've yeah, I think we've covered everything really. Again, apologies for the last two weeks of, but um, but it's been terrible. We've been yeah, it's um, we've had no toilet, so so we just had to shit in a bucket and pile of feces in the corner. Yeah, it smells and. Yeah. We've, we've powered through and uh, we might even clean it up so anyway <laughs> this, this, uh, thanks for listening please get in contact on Facebook Twitter at the weekly choke uh, it's been a pleasure thank you very much goodbye This has been an Ashgrove production. Standard terms of use apply.